Welcome to the BioCharisma Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Gardner. This week, we have Dr. Sheil Tongri. I met Sheil about two months ago, and he gave me an integrative kinesiology examination, which was extremely unique and effective with getting to some core issues. Um, I've always said that our body is essentially the buoy of our physical self within the realm of consciousness, within the sea of consciousness. And so our body is always giving us these little indicators of where our mind and our spirit is at. And so Sheil was incredible uncovering all these wonderful little intricacies that my body was holding and was able to see the signaling pathways um, that that were trying to be heard. <laughs> and I just didn't have the, the requisite knowledge to know exactly what my body has been uh, signaling me. What's remarkable is I've had what some people might call a healing crisis since seeing him, but it's wonderful. I can feel all the rearrangement of, of certain aspects of myself and uh, it's really brought me to recognize what I need to do to uh, fulfill the spiritual side of myself and how the body and all that interplays. So Dr. Scheel is wonderful. I'm, next time I'm down in Costa, I'm going to go see him again. And uh, we've, we've actually struck up a friendship, as I do. <laughs> and so enjoy this conversation with Dr. Scheel, and I'll see you on the flip side. Dr. Scheel Tangri, welcome to the BioCharisma podcast. How are you today? Excellent. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I want you to introduce yourself to the people that watch this and give a give an introduction to your way of looking at the body because I found it a completely unique way of working on a body and signaling the body. On our podcast, we talk a ton about how to how to signal correctly, how to signal our environment correctly, how to signal our own body correctly. And I found you were quite masterful with my body, with how you communicated. Okay, my pleasure. Uh, you know, there's a paradigm shift happening. We're all in this shift. It's been going on for hundreds of years. But if we look at the big picture, we were into, I feel like we've lost knowledge and we've gone back to remembering this knowledge about what am I going to explain. Mm -hmm. And what I do is it has a lot to do with the neurology. Now, a lot of people say it's nerves. As far as anatomically, you can cut open and find that there's a nerve that goes and feeds. But we've learned acupuncture points, which is still sort of part of the energetic flow of the system. We found lymphatic points. We found neurovascular points in the field of applied kinesiology. So really, this is we're starting to unearth that this is a body computer. Mm -hmm. And now the computers have been coming around in the past 20, 30, 40 years. They weren't there before. So it's almost like we're reflecting back. Okay, we knew about muscles and bones, so people could relate to muscles, bones, and organs. Mm -hmm. But the chiropractic philosophy, and that's where my doctorate is as a chiropractor, was that we have a universal intelligence running through everything. Mm -hmm. You want to call it God, spirit, whatever. But within the human or within the animal, what animates us is that expression of the universal intelligence. And we call this the innate intelligence. Mm -hmm. 
And it's the flow of the innate intelligence through us that helps us cohabitate in the jungle of life. Mm-hmm. We're always speeding up, slowing down our blood temperature or our body temperature, our blood pressure, this and that. It's a supercomputer regulating all this. Right. And only in the last 20, 30 years did we start looking at it as computer programs that regulate. We're born with this, like a laptop is born with you know, Windows 10, for example. Mm-hmm. You cannot run all these other apps unless Windows 10 is first working. It's the base operating system. Mm-hmm. So with the advent of applied kinesiology, which came from chiropractic, not kinesiology, but applied kinesiology, mm-hmm. there's a difference because we're applying the knowledge of the nervous system applied to the function of the body, kinesiology. Mm-hmm. And so we're not looking at it so much as disease process, but are the circuits on or off? And if they're off, we have interference in the nervous system. Mm-hmm. Now, traditional chiropractic was based on that same philosophy, remove interference in the nervous system. However, it got limited to spinal malalignments or fixations. And then we adjust that, and then maybe their hearing comes back if they were blocked at the top vertebra. Mm-hmm. This was the old time chiropractors. They knew how to adjust the parasympathetic system or the sympathetic system to bring the body back to balance. Would you mind defining that for, for the people? Wait, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic? The both. Yeah. One system basically, well, it's kind of, comp- it's the simple version would say one system slows things down and one things, one system speeds things up. Mm-hmm. So one system would help you to activate your bowels to eliminate one system would say, no, we don't want the bowels activated because we're now running away from that animal. Mm-hmm. So when we're doing one thing, we're not doing the other. And that's how the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. It's a little more complicated than that, but you get the big idea. Right. So the old time chiropractors, I mean, the original story was that it was a semi-deaf janitor who got adjusted by Daniel David Palmer, who was the founder of chiropractic. He was from Fort Perry, Ontario. In 1895, he had a clinic in Davenport, Iowa, but he was doing magnetic healing, which was way ahead of its time. In my opinion, a lot of things were going on in the late 1800s. Absolutely. And shut down. There's a whole history we're about to unearth, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to go there. Some people will know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was using magnetic healing. Well, he felt that there was a, you know, a, a, a protrusion going on in, on this, this janitor, Harvey Lillard, on his neck. And that's what the story is. Uh, and he examined it and felt it wasn't moving. And accordingly, they said he took a little broomstick and used it like a lever. Mm-hmm. And there was an audible click. And within three to four hours, Harvey Lillard could start hearing the, the, the trains, the streetcars running down below mm-hmm. on the ground floor of the building. So he theorized that there must, and the janitor even said, five years ago, I lifted a bucket of water. I felt a click in my neck. And ever since that, my hearing started going down. Mm-hmm. So you see, it's not about neck pain and back pain. It was about interference in where the nervous system is flowing. So we started to learn. And chiropractors take a lot of hours in neurology and and also in spinal anatomy and the intricate relation. With the advent of cranial sacral therapy and other things, we've started to find there's more than just the spine. It's a huge motherboard. Mm-hmm. And when applied kinesiology came out with the muscle testing phenomenon, and for those who don't understand that or know that it's basically like an electrician you can look at this on my website now my book it's all explained but the simple version is an electrician has a wire and a light bulb and they can check circuits on the body mm-hmm. so if your light in your in your you know ceiling is not working the electrician comes with a little tester and starts checking three or four circuits to see 
is their power running? And if it's not running between these two points, this is where I've got to do some corrections, soldering it, reconnecting it, change the part. Right. And applied kinesiology is the same thing. We found in the 1960s, a chiropractor from Michigan, Dr. George Goodhart, maybe some others, that's under debate, but it doesn't matter. You can take any muscle of the body and have the patient hold it up while the doctor pushes down and resists. Mm -hmm. And and if they can, that's telling us we have a continuous circuit. So mm -hmm. the light on the tester goes on and stays on. We don't, we have a continuous circuit. The tester's working. But a curious phenomenon happened while he was going and testing certain areas and the muscle could not hold no matter how much the patient tried to resist. And I think this was the birth of something that now blew the doors open. I mean, mm -hmm. there's a doctor who wrote Power Versus Force. Right. And in other books that have been written using muscle testing. It seems to be an interface for us to connect with different dimensional realms. Mm -hmm. This can be a tricky thing because people do channeling and they get answers and you got to watch what you're calling in right. or you're even sitting in. But back to the big idea about what we do with the nervous system, we can now go in and find which circuits are blown, correct them through rubbing, touching, et cetera, and then retest them. And it mm -hmm. would be back on. And this was a beautiful way now of not guessworking, not where they hurt, but talking to the wisdom of the body and say, is this circuit on or is this circuit off? Right. What I had the good fortune of learning was a doctor in Brooklyn, New York, Dr. Carl Ferrari. He, in the 1950s, graduated as a chiropractor and he had the mind of just, he wanted to suck the knowledge up. Mm -hmm. He just took techniques of all kinds, acupuncture, uh, craniosacral therapies, uh, upper cervical things. He just wanted to see all these different things and how they work. And so he was well armed with a lot of knowledge of the body and how it works. Mm -hmm. But what was missing is how do you know where to start and where to get into it? And then in the 60s was when the muscle testing phenomenon was found by George Goodhart. And they started something called Touch for Health mm. in the 60s and 70s, which was a layperson's manual or teaching about how to go into this, these basic systems. There's 12 organs in the body, basically. And for every 12 organ, all the 12 organs, you have an associated spinal level. So mm -hmm. T6 might be for the stomach. Okay, that's chiropractic. So you've got stum uh, stomach, uh, or let's say pancreas and T5. For the pancreas, though, you have a specific muscle that's attached to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if that organ is going weak or that spine is malaligned, the organ, uh, the muscle could go weak. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you have a lymphatic drainage point, which is tied in with the nervous system. So we call it neurolymphatic. Mm. So you see, and then there's a neurovascular, which are these pulse points that are found on the head. And mm -hmm. so in touch for health, what they were able to show is the 12 basic sets using acupuncture and neurolymphatics, neurovascular, muscle, and chiropractic or spinal. Mm -hmm. And I encourage a lot of people to learn touch for health just for their own health and wellness, because they have balancing techniques that you go in and you're not going to harm anybody and you can learn how to do muscle testing and do this on people mm -hmm. that's been going on since the 70s a dr john t t-h-i-e he created this system and you can mm -hmm. buy these books in the bookstore and, and learn them and now there's seminar weekend seminars of level one two three four right these are prerequisites actually for the work i'm about to explain about what i learned but mm -hmm. just so you get the ground up Dr. Ferrari was one of the first doctors doing this too in the 1970s. And he'd have other chiropractors come at nighttime in his office and they'd learn how to do touch for health. Mm -hmm. Well, then the way he started working is now he started having this knowledge. He started noticing patterns. 
and he'd muscle test his patients. They'd come in for any kind of condition, uh, back pain, of course, right, neck pain, et cetera. But some would say, you know, the kidney's not functioning, and my kid reads, and he forgets what he reads. Mm -hmm. So new seminars were coming out in the field of applied kinesiology. He started taking those. But what frustrated him after years of getting better results is that it would keep coming back. She mm. might be feeling better. And they say, no, doc, I'm feeling good. But when he said, that's good, but let me come in. I want to check the circuit. And if he checked that circuit and it was weakening, mm -hmm. the body was saying the breaker box is unwinding again. Mm -hmm. The way we work in our world is blame the patient. Blame <laughs> the patient. You must have done something wrong. Yeah. You must not have been meditating hard enough. It's your you genetics. It's your genetics. It's because your dad was an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. uh, you're sleeping on a mattress. You need a $10,000 mattress. And look what's going on. This is out of control. Mm -hmm. you, know, you don't need a $10,000 mattress. Mm -hmm. you, you know, If you want one, go ahead and get one. But thinking that that's going to fix the problem. You need a good mattress. But first, you need to know Windows 10 is working. Right. Because we can sleep on the ground. And we have, and there's many people still doing that. And they're fine. Mm -hmm. So this external bit has to be toned down a bit and we need to look at the internal. And we have been, we've been looking at the emotional body as the years have progressed. Sometimes people go overboard. I get patients who are always, oh, I know it's emotional. And they said it was emotional. We're here to move through the jungle. You don't need to stay stuck with this stuff. Right. And the same thing on the chemical. I'm trying this diet now. Now I'm raw food. Now I'm vegan. Now I'm extra vegan. I'm, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, like I get it. I honor your, your story, but let's see if this makes sense. And this is what Dr. Ferrari come up, came up with. By that time now, 70s, mid 80s, uh, computers were now, we were understanding them more and how they work. We're speeding up in consciousness. We're speeding up in RAM and RIM. And so he started to say, you know what? There have to be, there has to be this basic operating system. And now that I have the muscle testing phenomenon to verify my corrections and I have my notes and to see what showed up in all the bedwetting cases that I worked on, he could start to see that there were certain of these neurolymphatics, neurovascular, acupuncture, chiropractic points that showed up some of the time, mm -hmm. but there were some of them that showed up all the time. Mm. So bedwetting or later in life, it was called urine retention. Or then later in life, it was back to high prostate, then dripping, then incontinence, and then grandma's back to a diaper again. Mm -hmm. The same program was never corrected. It showed up in these different ages, but it was always the same six or eight points. Mm -hmm. So he started to say, what if I just corrected those? There were some points that were random. They showed up 12% of the time and randomly. But these, he now was able to write down and notice there is a consistency in these 12 points, for example. Then he started to do corrections on those and got much faster results. Wonderful. Stopped within two treatments, three treatments. But then they come back again, and then he'd start to find it's better, but still this one unwound. This mm -hmm. one's off again. And then he thought, what if I reverse this one and put this one first and then do this one? Then he started to find it worked strongly. Mm -hmm. And this is what he did in the 70s and 80s until he could repeat it over and over. And it's very scientific, even though we can't prove it because people will argue, well, this muscle test, they're still arguing about muscle testing and whether it works or whether it doesn't. Mm -hmm. It works. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how we can't explain it. My dad was a research scientist. He was blown away mm -hmm. how this worked. 
And uh, but he's saying just because we can't explain it doesn't mean it's not a truth. Precisely. Yeah. And so there's that scientific side of it. Mm -hmm. So he was able to repeat this over and over. And then he found the sequence and he said, now this is the program, how you enter it. You put two fingers on either side. That's how you open the program. You test the muscle that will always show you if there's a urine retention or bladder jaw problem. Mm -hmm. And that's just one program. Right. Then he went on to find many, many. How many programs are, are you guys aware of at the moment? Well, this is the, became the theory. He worked with all these different files. So he said, mm -hmm. okay, what shows up in dyslexia? What shows up in, people were coming with all kinds of conditions. They were getting results and they say, listen, my son has this. Could you help him with that? And again, back to the basic chiropractic philosophy. At the core level, there has to be interference in the nervous system. Mm -hmm. Has to be disorganization. A muscle is just a piece of meat. So you can't say, oh, it's just spasming. It's going into spasm for a reason, or it's going mm -hmm. flat for a reason. Um, an organ just does not go hyper or hypo, hypoglycemic, hyperglycemic. Hyp it's being told for a reason, because if you cut the nerve, it's just a piece of meat. Right. So there are these sophisticated programs. So mm -hmm. these programs must go into disorganization. And after 10 to 12 years of trial and error on all these conditions, he said, bring in any condition. Because the best I can do is reset the circuitry to the best of my knowledge at this point in time. Mm -hmm. And then we watch what the body can do. Then we can proceed with our muscular therapies. Then we can change the diet because now we know the nerve impulses from the brain to the tissue or the tissue to the brain are correct. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. Right. And so after 10 to 12 years, he found and the basic, like he had all these different programs, maybe I don't know how many different corrections. I mean, we're correcting over 500 to 700 points in a session. Mm -hmm. Very well, the way I work. Um, but the basic, uh, the theory behind what he ended up calling neural organization technique, when he said, I got to find the, I got to find Windows 10. I got to find the basic organ, the manual for the human body. Mm -hmm. Because the electrician would have at the back of the Toshiba manual when they say, hey, this Toshiba manual or this TV is not working. They have a beginning and an end point. The, the factory told them, this is how we made it. This is how it runs through all these diodes and transistors and capacitors. And this is what produces your, uh, your salivation. And these circuits will cause walking. And these circuits control how your head talks to your body. And you get the idea. Mm -hmm. Well, he found all these programs. But he found, where do I start? Who predominates over the other? So he stood back and he was reading an article and it said the basic primitive mechanisms for survival in all animals come under feeding, fight, flight, and reproduction. Mm -hmm. And it was like the light went on. I remember him telling me over lunch between a seminar, it was like, that's it. And mm -hmm. it was a missing piece for him. And so he looked back at all these things he had been correcting salivation problems, bedwetting problems, gas, bloating, hyperacidity, food allergies, uh, pain in the neck, pain in the shoulders, scoliosis, head traumas, headaches. All of these things came only under three categories. Mm -hmm. They were either involved with the digestive immune home or the hormonal system, endocrine system, or they were structural fight flight, mm -hmm. every condition known to man. And so what he did then is he categorized or grouped them and said, I'm going to do all the hormonal corrections that I've learned, all the different programs in the hormonal system. Then I'm going to address their immune digestion. Then I'm going to do the fight flight system. 
Could you just backtrack just one second? Because we have sure. thirds. We have thirds here, and uh, I have. <laughs> I'm kind of making this whole chart with the enneagram. I don't know if you're aware with the enneagram. I have. I have a good. I friend. love it. Yeah. 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 And so this kind of makes sense with the groupings of what you're talking about. Could you just delineate what's what again? Yeah. Okay. The the fight or flight. The digest, let, let's say, let's start with the digestive system. We take in, mulch right. the food, break it down, absorb it, mm -hmm. waste products, eliminate. It's just GI tract. You could just say everything dealing with the GI tract. Partly. Part of that is also recognizing the food or the substance. We breathe in molecules of different kinds. Mm -hmm. We taste them. They, they attack us, supposedly, viruses and bacteria. Mm -hmm. So this is also part of the digestive and the immune or limbic system that has a recognition factor, which is in the nervous system. What is this molecular structure? Oh, that's cheese. What is this molecular structure? Oh, that's influenza B. And our body is constantly recognizing that and creating antibodies so that we can coexist with those products. And when that goes into disarray, then the, we get attacked or we go down. Or the body says, I must eliminate this and get it out. It's red alert. And we call that, unfortunately, food allergies, which has a victim mind of it's the carrot. I can't have carrots. When really, what's wrong with my nervous system that it's not recognizing the molecular structure of carrots? So that's can I? Yeah. Okay, so that's digestion. So can I give you a little bit of... Uh, a personal history, just so people can kind of relate this to a, a case history. I had extreme food allergies as a child, and um, it was linked to a extreme gut dysbiosis. So I had to do a mono fruit diet for a year for all my vitals to come back. How would that? How would you? How would you perceive that problem? It happened between the. It was at its extreme when I was four. And yep. then for about a year till I was like five and a half, I had to eat a monofruit diet to bring, yep. bring me all the way back. Yep. Well, I'd have to explain the other two systems and then come okay. back to your perfect. Perfect. Because then it would make sense. Excellent. So that's digestive. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you as a child had digestive. many kids, adults, they have that. Right. So where's the logic going to go? Change the diet, go see a dietitian. Blah, blah 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 open up the gi tract whatever but mm -hmm. they're focusing on where the symptoms which is digestive problem okay mm -hmm. but what we found is then there's also the hormonal endocrine how we secrete for and uh, hormones for blood sugar blood pressure blood temperature as well as of course sexual systems right remember these are primitive circuits that exist in all animals this is windows 10 for survival on earth in 3d mm-hmm you have an operating system and it works on digestive, it works on hormonal endocrine. And then the third system is the fight and flight system, how we move around in the jungle, defend ourselves, defend our territory, get ready for attacks, run away. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so the fight flight system involves the brain and spinal cord being protected by 29 bones, which is the cranium. It's not one bone, it's a pumping mechanism. Mm -hmm. But the spinal cord protecting protected by the 24 bones of the spine and you've got the sacrum at the bottom which is a triangular bone and the little tailbone and this we found is to be acting like a pump there's a sheet that wraps around the brain and spinal cord known as the meninges 
famed mm. for meningitis. In the meninges is like this tough sheet and there's a fluid inside called the cerebrospinal fluid. And that fluid is a, like a battery fluid. It keeps pumping and it has electrolytic activity. So you feel charged for your time on earth. Mm -hmm. And if this pump was allowed to, if it went against gravity, gra or gravity would affect it like a water balloon. Gravity would push the water to the bottom. So right. your spinal fluid would fill up. Well, to move the fluid against gravity, what we found anatomically is that this meningeal sheet is tacked into the insides of these cranial bones, inside of the first mm. three bones of the neck. Then it's free floating and attached to the sacrum and the tailbone. Mm -hmm. So we have cranial sacral attachment. Mm. And then what happens is this pumps. And what it does is pumps this fluid around all your life. And mm -hmm. it keeps the electrolytic charge so you feel alive. And then it feeds the system. Now, if you were running down the stairs, going to get hit in a football check, got to get car accident, whatever, these are sustainable traumas to the shock impact of the central nervous system. This cushion, uh, this brain and spinal cord, your CPU and the computer. Mm -hmm. And this is what protects it. And then when we're in a resting state, it pumps and flows. But if you're going to take a blow, you arm yourself. And how do you arm yourself to lock the brain and spinal cord and protect the computer chip is you tighten the jaw muscles, which lock down the bones of the head. Mm -hmm. You tighten the neck and you throw your tail up in the air and all your muscles tighten, your fascia tightens, the pump slows down, you're in fight flight mm -hmm. and you're armed. Then you take the blow. And then afterwards, you laugh it off, you run it off, you cry to mama, you run to mama. This is an important mechanism. Right. And we all have it. And then the pump starts again. The threat is over and the pump starts again. Well, what Dr. Ferrari found is, like you were saying, which system do I start with first? So he did the digestive corrections first, but the patient came back over time with the problem. Even though they didn't have a new trauma, even though they didn't change any other external variable. Mm -hmm. he tried it with the hormonal system it came back again. It was when he started by correcting the fight flight system. Mm. Then this is the thesis and this is what the world needs to hear because it's gonna help with so many other things like your digestive condition. It's not the digestion and the hormone that are predominant. They can be sacrificed because eating less of our variety of foods on the planet as you hope to go to a mono diet. Well, of course, if you go to a simpler diet, it might help in you, but then go back off it and it might come back again. Right. Same thing with the reproductive. We can give hormones and pills and we can modify, but does it come back? We were built to live in the jungle with everything we needed. We didn't need these doctors and all this. What causes the problem is we have traumas and attacks, usually in the physical. And in my experience, it's usually in the first five years of life coming out mm. of the birth canal. When we're learning to walk and run, who hasn't seen their kid fall and hit their head, slip on their ass, start crying. That's good. And then we laugh and we go, or, well, we don't laugh right away, but we say he's going to burn it off and he's okay. Two days later, do you still have that pain? Kid's not even thinking about it. He's playing with his friends. Brought him into an applied kinesiologist who knows neural organization technique. They would say, lay the kid down and they'd start checking the circuits. Let's see if there's a cranial injury. Let's see if there's this. Let's see. If... And more than likely, he would be stuck up in fight flight because he didn't have time to be ready and clacked his head or his pelvis. Or the force was too great that even though the pain's gone and it doesn't look like he hurt or bruised, the circuitry got over. Mm -hmm. Just like in a breaker box in your house. 
plug the toaster and the blender in together and it might be too much, it overloaded. Mm -hmm. So this can happen with emotional things can get us stuck in fight flight. Right. But we're talking right now first physical body. This mm -hmm. is a whole other topic of going into the emotional defense system. Mm -hmm. So what would I do on you if you came in as a child? I would not be starting with your digestive system. The reason why your digestive system went down is because you probably had an injury months or years prior where you went into fight flight, but your body got stuck there. And it now says, I am a weaker animal in the jungle neurologically. Windows 10 is gone. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where the innate intelligence steps in and says, until somebody knows how to, in order, reset the circuitry. There's what we call neurological priority, and that's what Dr. Ferrari found. You cannot fix the jaw until you first fix the head. The head rules this. The reason why the jaw is tightening is because it is saying, I've got to keep the head clamped in case I get hit again. Right. I took a blow. Nobody's reorganized this. I have to, as the innate intelligence, keep this animal alive at all costs. So I have to stay armed. That means I need all the scalp muscles, jaw muscles, the head clamp, the meninges tight. And so my jaw is tight. My tail is up in the air. My pelvic fascia is all tight. And we aren't looking at the head first, then the jaw, the pelvis. So we're getting adjustments on our neck, but it keeps coming back. We're getting fascial release, which is temporary. And this is not a poo-poo on any of these techniques. Mm -hmm. All I'm presenting is the thesis of this work because it works over and over and needs to be addressed. So how would I address your issue? I would first address your cranium, the jaw, the tailbone. That takes you out of fight flight. The body goes, thank you. I'm no longer stuck in that trauma at two. Now, because I've been stuck up there since two, my digestive system was not getting power. And then your symptoms showed up some days, weeks, months, years later. Right. Everybody's addressing that. And then if that's not corrected, then all of a sudden, oh, he's really cranky as a kid. He needs sugar all the time. Let's just label that ADD or diabetic or hypoglycemic. But the body said, I turned the power to the hormonal system or I didn't turn it down. It just couldn't get as much power because we need it all in the fight flight. The most important system is this animal has to be able to move from A to B in the jungle or he's tomorrow's lunch. Mm -hmm. Easy lunch for the next tiger walking by. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I, um, I got jumped when I was 16. I got hit in the back of the head with a metal bar and uh, it, I got a grade two concussion. I have 20 minutes of my life. I, I is gone, <laughs> but it was really nuts. I, I love your premise of this neurological priority because I got TMJ the next year. Like my jaw was completely locked and nobody could figure it out. I'd have, I forget whether it was an osteopath or orthopedist. I literally had this guy like reach his whole hand in my mouth and like pull, pull and yank out my jaw, but not a single person asked me about the concussion. No one even like came into him like, oh, you had a grade two concussion, you know, less than 12 months ago. Like, hey, could there be a corollary? Like, come on, guys. And I learned this. I've spent now 30-something years traveling the globe in small groups who were ready to hear this. Mm -hmm. The big systems are coming now because this is all breaking down. So everything in its timing, and I'm grateful for this opportunity to do this podcast. 
Oh, this is Got wonderful. It. All the doctors we've had on so far, you guys are all avant-garde, whether it's Dr. Tom Cowan, Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Dr. Moshe Daniel, like every single one of you are coming at this holistic way of seeing the system and like yep. un understanding, okay, the symptom is just that this, the what's being treated as the symptom is just the start of the train. And I've, I don't know if you know this about me, but I've been a practicing polarity therapist for going on 13 years now. And <clears throat> it was something in all the massage work I was doing before I was introduced to polarity therapy. I would know, I, I noticed this, what you're talking about is like, I could work on the fascia of the muscle. I could just totally, you know, really dig in there and like, break things apart. But if there was a nervous si signal, like if there is a, I, I, I say nervous system and signaling, like that's the way I interpret it. Whether it was a positive, which means pushing signal or a pulling, which is a negative signal. It didn't matter what I did. It didn't matter how much I manipulated the area because that ruled the roost. That was yeah. the operating system that was locking that into position. And then I started to notice is like, wait a minute, this is not a benefit for me to quote unquote, release this. The body is perfect. The body is locking into this position because it is in a protect state. Like that's what it's trying to do. And Hey, guess what? Sometimes you need buffers. Yeah. Sometimes you need to have the capacity to not feel or not have a range of motion <clears throat> so you can actually survive. That's right. And the body so, was always doing what it needs to do for survival at all times. At yeah. all times, wow! This is this is I I love this term neurological priority because that's something I've directly experienced in my practice working on people. So we have these. That is the real key to the power of this work. Okay, and there's many people doing kinesiology, etc. And you know, the next phase of my life, what I like to do is that kind of research. Put this to the test. Mm -hmm. we, we got a protocol for epilepsy. Fly me in and I'll work on 100 of your epileptic cases. Mm -hmm. I'll just do the work and get out. This is done in one or two treatments. This is not an ongoing, ongoing therapy. The reorganizing of the, of the nervous system. This is the key. We don't need to keep going back. You reboot the hard drive. You do it in the right order. You get them done and they're back on. Innate intelligence takes over mm -hmm. and the healing starts happening. This is now, now, many people would say, well, what about the emotional therapy? What about we have to, I'm not denying that there's not an emotional or a dietary change component. On my website, I give people my nutritional recommendations and then say, do your own work. Mm -hmm. Do your emotional clearing, do your prayers, do your meditations. All of this is valid. The only argument is if Windows 10 is blown, you're swimming upstream. So this should be done as a first treatment on everybody. So we know we're dealing with the nervous system reorganized. Mm -hmm. And then we watch what happens. And then all oh, these 10 uh, scheduled appointments of emotional freedom therapy, or what, all of a sudden come down to one or two. And we cleared that process because the, the physical computer says, I'm not hanging on still. So they can tap, tap, tap or do whatever. But the physical body's saying, I can't flush the toilet. But as soon as you disarm them and get their hormone system back up and their digestive the body goes, thank you, mm -hmm. off I go. And then all of a sudden, bah, a couple of good cries some tapping. Maybe some counseling if that's what they need, but very fast return mm -hmm. back to it. This is the hospital I want to be a part of. This is the thing where they're coming in. We've got 20 days, 30 days, like what you're doing. 
after we're done, now it's some polarity therapy, fascia, because you got to break the meat that's been in a holding pattern. Right. You make it back to filet mignon. Mm -hmm. If you keep twisting it, like the jaw thing, and it keeps coming back, the body's telling you, what are you doing? I know more than all you doctors put together on this planet. And you're still arguing with me? Work with me? Reset the breaker box? And get out of my way, I'll take over. And that's what neural organization technique is all about. It's, it's but it can be applied in so many places. The dentists need to know that. So, okay, we're going to pull or the osteopath will reset you. All of a sudden, your muscles of your TMJ aren't in the, Now, if they feel they need to do some structural dentistry or orthop orthodontic, I get it. Mm -hmm. Great stuff if, it, if that's what needs to be because the child was birth trauma and he's got an overbite and all that. We know he's out of, out of disorganization. He's feeling better, but he's got the structural thing. Now we got to do some cosmetic work. I get it. Mm -hmm. But if you're pulling on that thing and the neurology is still holding, the thing is the dodges first do no harm. Well, you're harming the person. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you didn't know it. So well, I, mean, I, I, re I resigned my license as a chiropractor when I was 28 or 29. And that was a tough thing to do in British Columbia. My dad was like, he was a research scientist and had diplomas, diplomas. He was livid, but that was his ego stuff. And I was like, Papa, they, they know who their doctor is. So whatever the title is, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I cannot go back on unknowing what I know. Now. And if they're going to challenge me and they don't want to go forward with it, maybe now it's coming. And this is, something, this is something I just want to say to, to the people that listen to this is there is a world of difference between chiropractors. <laughs> When I was in college, my, my team chiropractor did so much damage to me with the, the, the bony adjustments because everything was an acceleration through a joint. There was no mind paid at all to, like you're talking about the nervous system, the signaling of the nervous system, uh, the fascia, like they didn't have any of that. It was just like, oh, you're out of alignment, crack. Crack, yep. And uh, by the end of my college career, I could barely walk. I, I'm, it's an odd, it's an odd parallel because right now I'm suffering from sciatica. I had sciatica at age 19, <laughs> and uh, it's because of the repetitive stress that I had from from the the motion of field goal kicking. But this all lines back to never having my nervous system corrected yeah. from when I was a child with whatever that primal cause was that caused all the gut dysbiosis. Cause if you look from an anatomical perspective, like all this, like sub sub uh, let's just call it the, the lower abdomen area. There's this reflex mechanism my entire life that has been out for yeah. what, for, for whatever reason. And it keeps, it keeps popping its head <laughs> up yeah. here, here and there. And yeah. so what I'm seeing now is I'm actually getting to the core of it because my session with you six weeks ago, that session, like you were like, oh, your left leg's disconnected. <laughs> and so it's, what's really fun for me right now is like actually feeling the sciatica is like, it's my left leg trying to reconnect. It's on the, it's on the left side. So I, please, I, I see you smiling over there. You're you. you Partly. Okay, it is. But when I tuned in the other day, when you there, see this is the left, when I said about your left leg disconnected, uh -huh. this is where the, the adage, the head rules the body. Right. This is the most important thing. 
and I'm not talking mentally the head, there is a circuitry, how we keep our program called the cranial injury program or cranial program. How the head stays on the body is done through eight points and they all form like what's a gyroscope. Mm -hmm. A gyroscope can always stay level. And that's what this is doing all the time. Whether you're looking up that way, over that way, whether the ground is tilted that way, when you're in a roller coaster, how, does, how do we not fall over every time? You do this and what? Because this is calculating so rapidly if they're all connected and then sending the data down to the shoulder muscles, the core muscles, the pelvic muscles, et cetera. And like a puppet, we stay level. Mm -hmm. But if I got a clip like that, my eyes could have been looking up there. The balance circuits in the, in the ear were calculating. It's a computer, so it's calculating. And this breaker went off. So now what we'd say is we have a vestibular, which is the name of the circuitry for the balance, ocular, with the eyes in that direction. And your body is going to pull to counteract to the other side. Mm -hmm. And everybody's treating the wrong side. That's the side saying, I got to hold him up or I fall on the ground and the tiger eats me tomorrow. So yeah. You had a vestibular, ocular, cloacal or pelvic circuit that was off. And that's why when I turned it all on and went this, 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 and reconnected to your pelvis, your leg got strong and was attached. Mm -hmm. However, you still have something going on on your left vestibular in the learning disability circuit, which is a more advanced circuit. That's mm -hmm. why I was saying, tune in and see. You might need a half session just to clear that up. So again, here's a good point. Yes, go through your process of cleaning out what you diet, but it might not need to go from here to San Jose, Costa Rica via Beijing. Like right. for two months. Maybe you just need to come in. I got to tweak that. And then because you needed six weeks to process and let all this other junk from all your other traumas come up. Yeah. So yeah. That's why <laughs> my, my, my young life was a, was a chronicle of uh, definitely some pretty extreme physical things going on. It's you, um, still, you were telling me, I remember in the session, I had this, I had that, I had that. Notice how in your session, it only showed we had three, three significant ones to correct. So even though you might have had 10 or 12 concussions, traumas, football checks, your body remembers which one and tells me which one it wants to go to. Mm -hmm. Some you might have corrected on your own by getting up and running and crying. Some other therapist might have unlocked and released so the body took over. This is what I really love about the work. It's like each person's like a book to read. The body will tell you, take me to this one, this one, this one, because those are the core ones, not in linear sequence. And then it says, thank you. And then copy and paste. I'll start healing that, that, then some of the dream states, then the third eye starts opening up. Mm -hmm. Everybody's so. Well, I had this wonderful, I have this wonderful parallel. It's going on for me right now in the sense that at the end of my college football career, I had so much back pain. All the, all the exposure I had was just horrific from an allopathic perspective. Yeah. And I had a girlfriend who was a kinesiologist and she's like, hey, let's take yoga together. And like within one month of doing yoga, I had no more back pain. And so I, I full on, I got, I got certified as a, as a Bikram yoga instructor. I taught for 11 years. I was like, so in that world of like, you know, actually dropping my consciousness in and becoming hyper aware, hyper alert to where the imbalances were. Yeah. And then being able to breathe through it and animate it with the breath. I think that helped me a lot. And then I just got out of it in my, yeah. in my forties, I, I kind of just completely scratched. <laughs> I, I, I didn't practice it all. And now that I'm having sciatica again, I'm like, oh, 
I'm going to do some yoga. And then just doing a day and a half of, of just simple movements and bringing my breath and the, the awareness into those areas. It's just like, oh my God, I feel so much relief. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of my own path has been like, okay, I've, I've been given answers to these problems. And I really do think our body is genius. Like our body is perfect. And so if you just give it once again, the correct signaling through movement and breath, a lot of times these correction mechanisms internally, just they take care of so much. The key there in support of all the good hearted medical doctors, all the good hearted chiropractors, physiotherapists, whatever, you know, like you said, he adjusted me and oh my God, all he did was crack my back. Chiropractic is very powerful. Mm-hmm. medicine can be very powerful okay mm-hmm. yoga can be very powerful key here is does it keep coming back to keep having to do it to maintain your problem precisely okay so ask your higher self bring me the next thing and so i'm not saying this is the cure all to end all with not but like i said that line going from here to you know from a to b this way Maybe you just need to get neurologically organized and then your yogas are fine. And if you skip a few days of yoga, you're fine. Right. As opposed to, I have to do it. Then it's under control. That's how Dr. Ferry came up with NOT is like, why does it, why do you have to keep doing this thing or taking this vitamin? And so you see people are getting disillusioned and frustrated with going back and back and back for the chiropractor, going back and back to the medical door, taking that pill for the rest of life or having to get massages every week. And, you know, this is the thing. This is where NOT needs to be looked at. Maybe Windows 10 is disorganized. What if we did that first and then you could maintain your own health? Go do the yoga, please. Go get a massage every month or whatever you feel, depending on your activity levels. Mm-hmm. Go get a chiropractic adjustment for your wellness and alignment. But you control your health. But first, you have to take charge of that, knowing you're in this, this neurological computer. And very few people, there's less than a handful of us doing this technique around the world. Mm-hmm. So that's the other thing is many people like, where can I get this done? I had a lady from New Brunswick just messaged me. I'm saying, I'm sorry, you know, this is my next part of my life is to build an army. I've Mm -hmm. felt it falling for 30 years. And how do I stand up and do this and teach seven days? And we got to learn. There's a lot of stuff to learn. But now I'm just finishing. uh, Actually, this afternoon, I'm doing the last bit of review one more time on the edits. And then uh, we're going to start looking for someone who knows the marketing and how to put it online as a class. So in the next three, four, five months, and it's perfect timing, there will be all module one, two, and three for people to download, own the class, start studying, start practicing. There's prerequisites of what they need to do. That's on my website of what are the prerequisites. And one of them is touch for health, or at least knowing how to do muscle testing very well. Mm -hmm. And um, ideally, chiropractors, physiotherapists, people who have a good you know, knowledge of the anatomy and phys- physiology of the body. But um, where I was going with that is, yes, sometimes there might be. I ask the body and it'll tell me, no, first start with the emotional body. So what you were saying about finding that core neurological priority, I'm not denying that sometimes first you have to disarm them out of the rape mm-hmm. or the divorce of the parents. But that could be done in five, 10 minutes. And then we go into NOT. Right. So the body, now that I have two toolboxes on the emotional and the physical, so there's a lot of therapists who might find this interesting. They're doing EMDR or there's new techniques coming out. But what if they were to arm themselves with knowing how to actually, once they're out of that 
physical or the emotional neurological pro, then you go and reboot the hard drive, get the cranium, the jaw disarmed, and then into third dimension, they're really dissolved of it. As opposed to it keeps coming back because the physical body still has the place. Would you sometimes just yoga could do that? Maybe. I don't know. I think it all depends on intent. You know, I, I got into yoga in the 90s when it wasn't so popular. And it was one of these things where just as a as a hyper athletic being and having a, a ton of proprioception, it yeah. made it made sense to me that I could actually self-regulate. And just it, sure. just having my attention directed to parts of my body, we uh, first learned like the Jacobson's relaxation technique it, as a right. sports psychology thing. And I remember the first time I was like breathing into my toes. I was like, oh, this is silly. But then afterwards, I was like, oh, my God, I can feel my toes more. And then just going all the way up through the body, it was just one of those things. So when I got into yoga, I was in so much pain. And obviously, when you're in pain, you don't want to be in pain. So I was in pain and I just noticed just by being aware of pain, like whatever that pain is, after a while, the pain is just a signal. Yeah. I'm calling it pain. I could yeah. see the, I could see the gradations of it. I could actually, I could make it into a thing. And I, after watching it for a while and just breathing and relaxing and becoming neutral with it, it would, it would, it would go away. Right. So I, I actually gained tremendous confidence. I mean, I had, I had the, especially with my body work clients and everything like that, because I, I got to a point where I could actually feel that in other quote unquote other. And so I would just become neutral and watch it in other, and it would, it would disappear. But I also started to notice like you did it as like giving up your chiropractic license was like, it's not always appropriate to release things. And now with what you're saying, there's an order that the order is what is appropriate. That's like the, that, I mean, that's the apex of this particular health pyramid is like, you have to go in order because if you're un unwinding something that's actually there, that's helping that person buffer and they're not ready yet in their, in their consciousness to go there, yeah. you're just going to cause them more problems. Yeah. And I really love this. I, I love, you know, first do no harm. Would you mind elaborating a little bit more on that? Like why, why you let go of like the strictly, you know, joint acceleration aspect of your, of your practice when you were a young man? I got hit in the head and it woke me up. I don't know. I, it was not a walk-in if you know what I'm talking about, but right. just something happened to me after I learned NOT. And then it was almost like I'd learned all this left brain stuff. And then I had an event happen in Greece that was almost like an awakening. And mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, it was like my spirit entered more into my body that said, this is now we're taking it. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if that's answering your question. No, I, I'm a huge believer of epiphany. epiphany. Yeah, well, this is, what this is what happened. And I could start doing it on myself. And then when I got back from Greece, back to Canada, and started doing more of the work in my practice. It was working so much faster and I was talking to the body and that was taking them places on emotional body. Then after a year of doing that, 
I lost 20% of my patients, but then all of a sudden a new vibration of people just magnetically came in who were ready to work on the emotional. So that was my training ground for a while in Victoria, British Columbia. Then all of a sudden one patient came in who funny enough now is a chiropractor himself. He was 18 at the time mm -hmm. and he went through something and we tried and we were testing. And then he said, try other lifetime. And I hadn't gone there before. I wasn't, I wasn't closed down to it, but in practice, I wasn't going there. Boom. That accessed a whole other frequency of finding the original trauma, because that's what we need to do. That's what Dr. Curry talked about. Find the original event. You could go and fix, oh yeah, I had the concussion at seven or 17, right? I remember that one. You correct that. But the body's saying, ah, but what you've forgotten consciously is there's that one when you fell off the change table at one and a half years of age. So you ask the body and it'll take you to the original event. And sometimes that might go beyond your belief system. Yeah. So you have to bust the matrix, but it's fun. It's a game of waking up and mm -hmm. not everybody's ready to go there and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But there's also the other side as you resist, you resist, you resist, watch it happen. Right. Well, it's coming to you, Paul Fist in your face. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't believe this. Oh, yeah. You don't believe this. Boom. Try this on for size. And it takes you to your knees. And then we go into victimhood sometimes rather than that's why I called my book, Let It Flow. Mm -hmm. Right. If we would just point our canoe in the direction of the river and ask our higher selves, what do I need next? What serves my highest good? Bring it to me. And when it shows up, do it. Right. And also, if it's not in my higher self, my highest good, block it. So you're phoning for that appointment and saying, I want to try this therapy. And it says, oh, sorry, we'll fill up for three months. Or you made the appointment and you're driving there and you get a flat tire. Maybe yeah. I'm not supposed to How do you know? Because you asked before. Not, mm -hmm. oh, well, I guess it's not. That's another side of things. People don't ask first and or set their intention mm -hmm. and so then they get the flat tire and they say oh it wasn't meant to be no it would have been to be but you're blocking it mm -hmm. so first make sure you're in total alignment you're not in the way like cleaning out a hard drive if it serves my higher self install if it doesn't serve my highest good keep it away i do that every morning and evening with patients bring me the ones who are really meant to be here keep the other ones away i don't want to judge it's right or wrong i don't know why it's right or wrong maybe that's not the right time in their path why didn't you and I meet when you were six? Because you had to go through mm -hmm. what you're doing and how many people you've helped and where we're going. Right. I still question that thing about the intention, like, like that, that saying I like about going from here in Costa Rica, the capital city is San Jose. So San Jose, going from here to San Jose via Beijing, which means mm -hmm. what if you didn't have to go through 10 years of yoga, physiotherapy, chiropractic, et cetera, you could have just come and got your nervous system organized and then off to the races you went. So I've seen a lot of people who are doing stick em notes all over the wall and mantras and this and that when really they didn't need to go that direction. Right. So they might've had good intention, but sometimes we're still in the physical 3D body. So sometimes these things should just be opened up mm -hmm. and it could be that easy. And, and this is where we are in 3D going to 5D possibly. My, my goal on graduation from chiropractic college is that I'm out of business mm -hmm. meaning everybody's got that we create it and we can precisely it, but we're not at that place yet fully and until that day then I'm going to do what I came here to do as as all these other incredible people are here mm -hmm. lighting up and, and mm -hmm. we're in that transition time and breaking down the old system I really think it has a lot to do I, I'm a firm believe believer that the subtle controls the gross I'm actually I'm beyond 
belief with that. Like I, I actually understand that at a very deep level. Um, and what I've noticed is the buffering that occurs in the people I know and myself, the buffering that occurs, and by buffering, I mean, if there is a contraindication within the body or the mind or whatever, a lot of times that's because the terrain that I'm in, that's the appropriate reflection of what's supposedly out there. <laughs> so this, this gets to a really fun aspect of conversation uh, for me because I, I love talking to people like you about what your cosmology is. I'm like a meta person that's like, you know, bird's eye view looking back down. Because without, without the meta view, you don't really have context. <laughs> like, it's just like you were saying earlier, like a lot of people deal with symptoms and the symptoms are just symptoms. Um, the, the symptom is not the cause. There's a larger valence. There's a larger view to actually like zoom out from and be like, ah, okay, this is occurring, you know, set and setting. Like this is occurring this, 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 and this. And a lot of times people that I, I'll just speak for myself. I've recognized over and over and over again, that I'm going through a quote unquote healing crisis. It's the perfect time out for me. It's the perfect, it's just God saying, you know, yeah. God, God is higher self being like, uh, you're, you're running and gunning with the intellect with will slow it down take 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 the time i'm giving you time i look at every healing crisis as oh now i have time to actually think i actually have time to observe and see what's appropriate because the overall context in my life is like you i don't want to do any harm <laughs> i i just want to do what's appropriate like what is appropriate and so um Give, give us your, your cosmology. Like if, if you can summarize, I know that's a huge question, but like you could use the body sort of as like the uh, hub of the wheel and work your way out or whatever, whatever feels natural to you. You mean in working on people or my approach in life? I'm not sure what you're meaning hundred percent. I mean, is there any difference? I mean, you, you're a pretty holistic person. <laughs> well, I guess there's always that, like, like you said, external and internal the balance like the more i'm working on people of course the more i'm working on myself mm -hmm. but where do you get out of the way where do you let it flow precisely right so you go deeper into yourself so that you are the vessel and not the one doing the reflection on the level that's that's where it's tough when you're doing healing on people your stuff can get in there mm -hmm. their stuff can get in there or it happens very easily let it flow just go bloom 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 and then it's like spirit says okay thank you get out of the way now who do you think you are? is that what you would call intuition so this is so i'm cool. just going through a huge process where i've been so left brain reptilian brain mm -hmm. it's been 30 40 50 years things are just opening up only in this last two weeks four weeks six weeks on a huge level and I can feel my female brain opening up, my female side opening up so much. And I've gone mm. through a healing journey of pain on my left side, traumas, knee, and it feels amazing. It feels mm. like I'm coming into wholeness. And that's why I can just feel with the course and teaching now and however it's going to look, 
I'm, I'm, I'm feeling myself less God who should. He catch, he comes in there, mm -hmm. and there's an art to knowing when to get on the surfboard. You know, lean right, lean left. Even though you don't know how polyurethane is made, even though you don't know how wave patterns work and how the wind works, mm -hmm. you just intuitively know, lean a little left, and it resets itself. Mm -hmm. Same thing. I can just feel it, but it feels amazing. I feel great to be on the planet. Mm, that sounds wonderful. I haven't for a long time, and I'm really grateful to be able to say that, and not mm -hmm. in a poor way. And I know there's millions of us, billions of us going through that. This is not an easy planet to come to. Mm -hmm. You know, well, we signed up for it. Yeah. So, yeah. Crime, that, be the time. <laughs> it's true. It's true. This is wonderful because you brought up left side. That's been the majority of where my pain state has been ever since my wife got pregnant with our first child. And I think this is just like full cycle for me, like healing yeah. that. Because I know on a spiritual level, let go and let God, like the more I do that and just like am in that flow state of that intuitive feminine, just being present, my life is golden when I do that. When I go to the left side or when I go to the opposite hemisphere of the brain and I become the strategist <laughs> and like, oh, I'm going to do this, 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 and this, it appears that I'm being productive, but yep internally i know that there is biological debt yeah and can, do you believe in that term biological debt should, should we talk about that a little bit never heard it before so the notion the way i understand biological debt and a few of my teachers elaborated on this and it, it hit it's a it's a very big thing with raja yoga is that <clears throat> your willpower can make anything happen but if that willpower isn't in alignment with the higher source essentially your body as a battery or capacitor however you want to look at it it gets it diminishes its capacity yeah and you could replenish that capacity once you become aware of oh my god i've been like raging i've been i've been the one that's been pushing this and I see within my peer group, we're all men from mid forties to mid fifties that, you know, this is like the most quote unquote productive time of our life. Right. But it's also quote unquote, where the majority of these physical ailments come up that were biological debt related. <laughs> and I'll speak for myself again is like, I, you know, I entered full heartedly into so many physical things that I was, uh, let's just say, um, under equipped to handle, but because I had such a strong will, I entered and I succeeded. And then because my ego was being, you know, fueled by it, I continued to like, you know, <laughs> crank. And yep. because I did that, I, it was very, it was very obvious. Like when I got, when I, when I started going down the yoga path and he talked about biological debt, I was like, oh my God, I've been burning the candle at both ends here. <laughs> this is something at some point that I need to recalibrate. And for me, it was going from will, from my will to thy will. And what I noticed was, is when in my life, when I would actually surrender 
and just be in the moment, that's actually when all the genius things that my strategist, <laughs> that aspect of my ego that wanted things to really occur incredibly, it would get, it, it would get close. But whenever I would just drop into epiphany, drop into that more feminine side, drop into that, just like go with the flow and in, in, in that, that's actually when the genius would show up. And, but the difference was there was zero biological debt. In fact, it was more of a renewal component that hmm. would, would occur within my body. Right. And so this is, this is wonderful for me. Just, you brought up that one reminder about the left side being the feminine side, because I've really, like I just said to my wife the other day, I was just like, I'm just going to let go and let God, like, I literally have like 27 friars you know, pans in the fryer. I'm like, I got to, I got to let, I got to let go. Like, <laughs> and that's been a hard thing for me to do. So of course my left side is just like, uh, listen, 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 listen. So th this is, thank you for that reminder. I appreciate it. Well, I'd like to share something that I'm really happy. Like when I was in my early thirties, something came through to me. I locked up myself, like locked up in a cabin in the in the woods and i just felt it come through and for three days i kept rewriting retyping retyping cleaning it out thinking and it became an invocation that came through me that's on my website under self-help and it's free and i took off the copyright so that everybody can use this in the set and it's now in five languages and you can download it put it on your phone or whatever exactly what you were saying like okay where do we swim against the current where we have to Sometimes you need to go through this. We're here to experience. So it's one thing to tell a person, oh, you have to try this thing. It's amazing. It's called chocolate. Or you put a piece on their tongue mm -hmm. and they get the experience. It doesn't right. matter if they leave their body. Their soul now has the signature frequency when they talk soul to soul and go, oh, remember chocolate? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So maybe we need to go through some of those things before we get to that epiphany point of surrendering. Just like some women maybe need to go to the point there very comes the feminine, that they're, it's natural for them to feel, et cetera, and let go, but sometimes they need to get their shit together. Mm -hmm. Sorry for my, you know what no, I mean? No, go for so it. You ask your higher self, what am I here to learn? This is a game. I want to graduate this game. So it's not all going to be good and fun and roses. If my kid is going to get hit by a car and I have to go through that experience and that's for the team, the higher self said, I'm coming down here and we got to learn this one and you got to viscerally feel it. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Not many people want to do that. Mm -hmm. They don't want to go the full distance. Right. And that's where that invocation came through, which is what serves the growth and the evolution of my higher self. I will receive it. You really surrender to all of it, the dark side, the light side, whatever. But we, all, we don't want to have our kid hit by a car. So you also can ask, if it doesn't serve my higher self, mm -hmm. I don't want to hold that on as a fear or a program. I just watched the movie, saw the kid getting hit by a car, blah, blah, blah. So you know I am now neutral to both possibilities. I've surrendered the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So you're a co-creator with that. You, you know I asked, I want this, and I don't want it if it's not. And then I took a few minutes to deprogram out of my computer where I might have gotten programmed to be afraid of my kid getting hit by a car because right. I watched a movie where that happened. Then you have a peace of mind. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully the mind will still try to come back and say, well, let's check it again. Let's check it again. But 
that kind of thing. And that, that seems to be very powerful so that when it comes in your face, you know, okay, you have more of a smile on your face, even if tears are rolling, that I did ask for this. So even though I don't know why and how that left brain part, the right body, I'm going to do it or I'm going to fight it, the left one can surrender. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly why I'm feeling this thing happen, and probably for you too. Mm-hmm. It's also happening a lot for the men, men energy. The ones who've been doing the work, they're waking up. Mm-hmm. That feminine is coming in. It's coming in. Sometimes it's being misconstrued as the God goddess. I don't fully buy this whole God goddess thing. Mm-hmm. We're all shim. We're all man, female, and one. What you got to do is find where is your balance. Just like mm-hmm. a lot of women have to find that real feminine and loving, caring thing. And sometimes it's buried. There's some falsity. Same with the guys, right? Mm-hmm. So this is where we are right now in this transition. We're all kind of semi schizophrenic. You know what I'm saying? I do. So that invocation might help a lot of people if they if they wish to, you know, it helps separate the wheat from the chaff. So you kind of get in flow and go, okay, this is where we're going. This is where I'm going. Bring it to me. Or keep it away. Be my bouncers. Don't let me get distracted by the illusion. Mm-hmm. Don't bring me a book or a healer. And, oh, you should read this book. You should read that book. Then you're inundated with all books instead of, no, keep them away. And then mm-hmm. the one that comes to you, um, what did you say? Biological debt? Yeah. So something like that. You're letting it go and working with it. Couple questions. When this invocation came to you yeah. and you started to live this invocation, did the truth of the matter of like life, like the overall, let's just say all the data streams that were coming in your direction that had contradiction in it or had a lie embedded or was just a flat out falsity with that invocation did you find that you could get to the heart of the matter of things much quicker was like was there a direct correlation between truth like the like objective reality yeah um i don't know if i'd use the word quicker because there's no rush, there's no race, there's no finishing line. This game is just going to keep going over and over. It's, I had more clarity on which was reality and which were the illusions, or I might have bought into that next illusion, but I needed to go through that level of it. And then it came to another level. Mm-hmm. So just to say I did that and then it was a lot quicker. No, but it was a lot clearer in the path of how to get where I needed to go, breaking down the ones I needed to deal with, the distractions in the game, mm-hmm. and then have clarity in the game of where I fit in into the game mm-hmm. and where I don't fit into the game. Very good. Like what we were saying about pushing, right? Oh, when am I going to teach? Patients would say, why don't more people know that? Yeah, I know I should. See, I felt that weight on my shoulders rather than now just surrender. And you're still going to teach. You're not wrong. You're mm-hmm. supposed to. My horoscope would be a confirmation of that. Mm-hmm. You came to this planet to teach an important system of the planet. Ego comes up and says no, or ego comes up and says, yes, I'm the guy. Instead do, you, of- do you mind if I look at that for you? Sure, go ahead, do anything. Well, what's your birthday? March 26th, ah, Nice little cusper. Do you, do you have the time? Yep, 7.57 p.m. Where? Mumbai, India. Ah, no shit. When I used to go to India, I fly through Mumbai. Yep. 
All right. Yeah, I do. I do something that I call celestic profiling huh. uh, for for people. I was trained in real sky astronomy. So uh, a lot of the astrology that's out there is tropical in nature, which means they disconnected the constellations from the signs. And so I always like to look at people's astrology from a perspective of where the signs are actually connected to the constellations. And so it's, it's quite fitting. This would be awesome. I can't wait to look at this for you. I have a I have a feeling that you have a very strong Ophiuchus vibe going in your chart. Have you ever heard Have you ever heard of that constellation? No. It's a, it, native to the Indian subcontinent. Um, the ancient way of doing Ayurvedic geotish. Yeah. They had they had the thirteen constellations and that are along the plane ecliptic, and then they had the thirteen dakinis that were the for the for the moons. And I really resonate with everything the the old school geotish the the new geotish uh, they've made it more western because <laughs> it's a lot there's a lot more money involved when when you keep it to twelve you know everything within the western story is based around twelve 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 twelve. Um, but I, I like the things that are actually connected directly to nature. Hmm. Like I, I like, I like the direct correlates. So that's just my own personal preference. <laughs> as long but, as you have your heart and the way it comes through you, that's what's most important. Yeah. Your oh, this will be so much fun. Cause you know, techniques are all breaking down. All these things are breaking down. There's no one single truth in India. They have a saying, there's many ways to touch the nose. Right. Yeah, and so, as, as I pet my kitty, there's many ways to skin a skin a cat. My little my my kitten. He's hey, sweetie. I love cats. <laughs> yeah, it's 26 degrees outside here, so she's uh she's wanting to snuggle pretty hard. Yeah. Wow. So, Doctor Shield, thing. It's amazing. My mom passed away just six months ago or so, um, and uh, I was in India before COVID in the south and the there was a famous astrologer he had predicted about the india doing a launch to the moon or whatever it was they did some mm -hmm. years and so he became very famous and i got to meet him we talked for a while and he actually did work for the indian space agency before that and then met a uh, astrologer and taught and learned it and sucked it up and now he's doing it professionally and so he gave me a little booklet and said, start writing down stuff. And he said, this, this, this. And, you know, they have that thing when, oh, there's not good year buy a car, this, that kind of right. thing. So I threw it in my bodega when uh, in San Jose, when uh, COVID was going on. And I was like, I need this. I don't need this. Boom. And when I was in San Jose six months ago, no, last July, I'm looking through and I found the booklet and I open up and it says 56, 57, this is going to happen. A lot of meditating you're going to get new spiritual energy then it said this then all of a sudden it said when you're 57 october mother dies on a sunday and my mom was going and i had been talking to her while she was in her in her home like in calgary her independent living home and then with mm -hmm. the boom point she was going down 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 Mm -hmm. And I was like praying spirit, like, like get the band set up, get the caterer set up on the other side. She's coming. She's coming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Walking her through that. And she went on a on an October and a Sunday at that age. Wow. 
And I was like, that opened my, and I didn't tell anybody until afterwards. Like I wasn't like, say that. And I forgot about it actually. I was like, okay, let's see how this plays out. And I was like, okay, there. And we, we had had that talk, he and I, about mm -hmm. the cosmos and the science part of the cosmos, the left brain versus the right brain and how sacred geometry versus, you know, and so mm -hmm. it's fascinating. So we'll see. So yeah, I'd be curious to see what you see. Yeah, I, I found it to be remarkable. Um, my mother had my star chart read when I was like two weeks old. And then on a surprise visit, because my birthday always fell on, on uh, spring break in the United States. So I went to university up in Michigan, but I was a Florida boy. I come home to Florida and surprise my mom on spring break on my 20th birthday. So she was just so excited. And uh, we had this wonderful dinner and everything like that. And then she remembers, she's like, oh, I had your stars read. And the, the astrologer said, when you're 20, that I should play it for you. Mm. I was like, great. I don't, this sounds cool. And my sister had already exposed me to like the Celestine prophecy. And my dad would, had extrasensory perception. So none of that stuff was like too wild for me. And so my mom cracks out this old A-track player <laughs> and throws in the A-track of the recording and I was just like, I was so humbled by the reading because he was saying stuff about me that nobody knew, like no one, to the point where my mom and my stepfather didn't even think it was accurate. To them, it, it was like, oh, this, this guy didn't know what he was talking about. Right. But to me, I knew internally, like, I mean, he was saying like, at this age, you're going to have, you're going to have two romantic interests. One's going to be a Leo, the other's going to be a Gemini, and you're going to be split between the two. I mean, he just like, like nailed it, right? Very good, very good. <laughs> and I, I was just like, what? And so from that point on, and then like a year later, I'm in yoga. And then before I knew it, I just had completely submerged my mind into Nisargadatta Maharaj, Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, uh, Bhagavan Ramana Maharshi. Like I, I went full tilt into the, into the, uh, well, first it was the Ayurvedic health world, but then it was the whole non-dual way of perceiving our existence. And then when I went to India, I ended up going to this temple in Southern India, South of, Ta it was, it was at the very bottom of the province of Tamil Nadu. Yeah. And was this temple there that was for the 13 Dakinis. Yeah. And I, I went there and the temple itself wasn't even like there was no real place that you could go inside of it, but it was stepped. Like if it was long ways like this, it had six tiers. And on each tier, you had different Dakinis like reaching up and doing these very specific mudras with their hands. And it was nuts because the day I got there, we got there later in the afternoon and one of the mudras they were holding was like, a, like it was the, it was the Pleiades. You could see the Pleiades like directly hitting the tips of her finger. Yeah. And I was just like, and like, you know, the whole notion of parallax and all the, the astronomical BS that we've been given, I was just like, 
this is so far beyond what we know and what we think we know. Yeah. Like th this is just ingrained into the fabric of our existence. Like this is just, this is just that these luminaries are this perfect calling card. And to be on this, I don't even know if you could call the, that temple ancient because I don't know how you define ancient, but it was very old. <laughs> and for them to like have these alignments still work. I was just floored. And so that just kind of reanimated uh, my love for Giotish and like the whole notion and the whole connection to sort of the substrate of, of this existence. It's, I would, it's, it's like the more subtle aspect of what I think is, is, is becoming gross, <laughs> let's say. There's a quote that I, I, they say it came from Einstein, but I just liked it and I used it in my book in one of the chapters. I want to know God's thoughts. Yeah. The rest are details. I really think that's love. I say that to my wife. I'm like, the love I feel for you is me wanting to get to know you. I want to know you and I want to always know you. That's, yeah. that's love. And so me wanting to know God's thoughts is me just loving God. It's me having reverence for the creator. I mean, I think that's an awesome statement. Yeah. That's beautiful. I think that's a great way to end the, end the podcast. Where can people find your work, Dr. Shield? Uh, videos, book, everything is on drshield.com. Just D-R-S-H-E-E-L.com. Wonderful. And my book, Let It Flow, is there in five languages. There have been patients over the years said, we want to help. So they've like, I'll trans, give me the book. It's a simple read. And they've translated it for me. And then we just upload it and do another uploadable. It's all for free download uh, and the invocation. And there's a whole bunch of videos explaining the different corrections we make. And there's a section also in case doctors or practitioners are interested in learning this work. There's a, at the end, there's a page that says, learn NOT. Mm -hmm. uh, and so there they can see the prerequisites and they can contact me by email through the site if they have any questions. And uh, there's a self-help section so that people can see nutritionally or that invocation is available there. Mm -hmm. So I've given up as much information as I can. The only thing is, you know, they come in and lie down and we do the physical correction and the rest they've got all there. Awesome. Well, the next time I'm down in Costa Rica, I'm, I'm definitely gonna find my way to your table. That's great. Oh, you're not here. No, no, no. I'm up in uh, Missouri right now. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. When I said it's 26 degrees out, it's because I'm in in a little. Yeah, I'm, in, now. I'm I'm in a winter storm right now. That's why I'm dressed <laughs> so so uh, for the cold for the cold weather. All right. Great. Well, it was great to see you, Doctor Shield. Thank you. Thank you again. Have a great day. Have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed. The Biocharisma Podcast with Dr. Shield Tongri. I'm definitely going to do an in-person video with him next time I'm down in Costa Rica. Maybe he'll show some of the techniques. Please check out his website. I'll have it in the show notes. Um, he goes through a full description of what integrative kinesiology is. I might even be saying it incorrectly, <laughs> but please check out his website. Uh, we're having more doctors on. We're going to have Dr. Bear Lando on uh, pretty soon here. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be having um, Dylan Sicoccio on. You know, uh, when I did the podcast with um, 
what's his Dr. Narcolongo, <laughs> the pseudo Dr. Narcolongo. He uh, and I have been going back and forth with a lot of notes. And um, I wanted to get Dylan Sicoccio on because he has a lot of information pertaining to the Phoenician, what the Phoenicians are, how to delineate, how to actually know what, whenever you hear the term Phoenician, it's not as it was historically described to most of us. So it'll be great to have Dylan on. Um, he's very knowledgeable. The first, the first interview that we did, I don't, we didn't even get to the Phoenicians, but the second one we we isolated and like made sure that the we got the the good info down. Um, because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build a coherent worldview, and the coherent worldview will give us context. Um, for why we have been lied to. <laughs> um, it's, it's always good to understand uh, if you're being manipulated to know why you're being manipulated and, you know, why did so much energy go into to this whole, you know, BS education system and uh, indoctrination system and the gubernmente of it all. So, um, I'm thinking we're getting to like, I'm feeling better and better about, you know, history now, <laughs> the, uh, all the things that I was taught as a kid that, that just made zero sense. Like, I mean, just the endless death and suffering that we were always taught about and, uh, you know, just these silly contrivances, like, Oh yeah, nobody knew about that landmass. Nobody went there. Oh, we get there, and oh, you know, it's it's silly. It's just silliness. So eliminating the silly out of it, and um, that would be great. Dylan's extremely learned, and you'll see as he like writes his little notes and stuff like that, and like goes through the Greek and the Latin and the you know all the derivations of the languages. It's it's just it's just an awesome tool to have in your tool belt. So if you like what we're doing here at the BioCharisma podcast, uh, please support. Um, I'm bringing to the market my rocket retort. It's, it is expensive to do things now. My goodness, if I'm, if I'm going to be making a product for the people with good materials, um, I had no idea what things cost. You know, I, when I was living in the jungle, I just did everything piecemeal. I would go to scrap yards and and uh, repurpose old metal and old tanks and all this other stuff because I was just doing it for myself. But to make a to make a product that can last with a uh, fire and and heat and humidity and all the rest of it, it takes a little bit. So uh, any support that you uh, can throw my way, it's perfect. It is going directly into R and D, and uh, I'm going to start to do a lot of face to face interviews with people. I find that to be wonderful. There's always a nice little juice that occurs uh, when, when we do these face-to-face -face interviews. So um, yeah, thank you for your support and please share this, this podcast. We've, uh, we're not even at 20 episodes yet and we have close to 1200 subscribers. I, I think we have a lot more. Um, my producer is telling me on all the different platforms we're closer to like 2000 subscribers. So that's really awesome in such a short time. Um, I want to get more people to hear this, this point of view. 
and I've been having wonderful guests and um, these friendships that are occurring with these guests are, have been very rewarding. So if you like this, this little digital uh, knowledge scape that I'm presenting, please uh, share this with other people. And uh, I thank you for that. So you all be well. Oh, you can go to our Telegram chat. It's the BioCharisma podcast chat on Telegram. Um, we got a lot of really cool folks on there. And you can go to my website, topherhq.com slash podcasts. And uh, all, all of the media stuff is there. So thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. I can't tell it.